The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Ed of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact, teeny tiny. And they're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code CESCA, SESCA, at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. F you. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, I'm Clint Webb, and I'm running for Senate. I have a short cropped haircut, a pretty enough yet accessible looking wife, and a newborn baby that I've dressed in a suit to prove to you that I mean business. For the last 15 years, I've lived my life in such a bland, uncontroversial, and repressed manner that it's almost unnatural. Why? Because I've been preparing to be a representative since I was a child. Most well-adjusted sane men would be hesitant to take a job where their decisions would so drastically affect the lives of so many. But not me. I possess a sort of sociopathic narcissism that makes me think that I should be in charge of everyone. But all of that needs to start here at home, in this beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together, we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self-glorification. And that's a promise. All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey. Bob Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Happy Easter. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob. Oh, hey, maybe uh, it's a good time to start the show. Uh, it is Thursday, April 13, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I, of course, am Bob, and we are brought to you by the best soap in the world. That's right, Bubble Genius. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Jez, or just click the link on the podcast page. Why don't you do that, too? Okay, we've got a uh, colossal show. Lindsey Graham is still here. F you. <laughs> let's, so let's bring in our uh, very special guest for today. You should do this. Uh, you may know her from the uh, Stephanie Miller show, CNN, current TV, as well as her vast expertise on healthcare reform. Please welcome the lovely and talented Jackie Schechner. Hi, Jackie. 
Hi, Bob. Good morning. It's super early. It, <laughs> I, I love, you know what? It's funny. I, I was talking about this with Buzz Burbank on the show last week. He was like, oh, do, do you mind getting up early? And I said, no, it's not a problem because I actually like getting up early. The problem that I have is going to bed early the night before. I mm. always, night Bob always ends up screwing morning Bob. And that's what, <laughs> that's what Well, night me. Jackie used to be a lot of fun. I mean, night Jackie <laughs> used to go out at midnight. Now, yeah. you know, Nijack, he's asleep at 10, up at 6. I'm I'm a barrel of monkeys now. Yes. Okay. So, lots to talk about today. I, I want to get to this uh this. I, mean, I have to say, though, before we start, you said okay. Happy Easter. You did not say Happy Passover. And oh, as the yeah. token Jew, I just want to say that um, the Holocaust centers... Are, uh, are up and running where we, we've got <laughs> activities for the young children. That's right. And, um, you know, lots of matzah to go around. Visit your neighborhood Holocaust Center today. Boy, the Boys and Girls Club of uh, <laughs> Nazi Germany, the Holocaust Centers. That, to me, that was worse than saying the whole Hitler-Assad thing with the gas. The, the worst thing to me was the Holocaust Center. The idea. I mean, you could you could see him digging the hole and then staring up at the sun from deeper inside the hole. Like, I mean, he couldn't even find the words to help himself out of that one. That's right. I mean, he's struggling for the words, and he lands on Holocaust Center. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's trying to come up with death camp, concentration right. camp. No, That's, Holocaust Center. Holocaust Center. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> right before Easter. Happy Easter. Holocaust centers with balloons for the kids. Right. Step yeah. on. <laughs> so this was uh, this has been a fun week so far yes. with the the uh, you know the Trump crisis, the Trump disaster continuing uh, in earnest here, and uh, that interview. There was an interview that I'm sure most people have heard by now, bits and pieces of it, but I really want to cover that on today's show with you, Jackie, because this is insane. Can the, we pinpoint the exact moment when Maria Bartiromo lost her effing mind? I, she's always been a little bit crazy. And of course, whenever I think of Maria Bartiromo, I always think of our, our old friend Chez. Because ah. Chez, one of the, the most laugh out loud jokes, and this is really a nerd, big time nerd, big nerd joke. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the times I laughed out loud at something that Chez wrote, and this might have been actually before I actually started doing a show with Chez. This is something he may have written in the Huffington Post, I believe, or was DXM, but he compared Maria Bartiromo to Lando Calrissian's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, really? I missed that one. What was the comparison? He just said... He just said she looks like Lando Calrissian's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi. And it was just like, oh, of course, yes, that's exactly right. That is the exact uh, uh, comparison that she kind of does weirdly look like. Uh, I think the character's name, I'm, you know what, I'm not even going to say the character's name. Because then, then I'm just emphasizing my nerddom. Well, talk about an, a moniker that sticks, right? She was the money honey, yeah. and that's always what she was. I mean, I, I'm aging myself by even saying that, I suppose, but that's how she started, and that's right. how she was always known. I don't think I paid much attention to her political leanings, but watching this interview, I like to call it a fluff review, because they're, 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 it was embarrassing. It was, it was embarrassing just, just watching her behave how she did, and, and I had no idea she was such a... A Trump lover, but I mean, there's, well, there's no also, better way to describe it. Also, a colossal idiot. Oh, yeah, complete I mean, moron. That too. It's surprised that uh, our Tomahawk missiles are unmanned. 
Oh, yeah, that was amazing, think, right? Think. And that they could actually hit their target That's being right. unmanned because there's not small little people on top of the missiles. Exactly. So, I mean, I've got a couple of clips, and, yes. and this first clip does have the mention of, oh, they were unmanned. Brilliant. <laughs> what? I mean, this is just the most amazing thing. These are the people who are running the country right now. <laughs> they are amazed by the fact that our cruise missiles do not have... <laughs> Teeny tiny pilots aboard them, guiding them to where they need to go. Oh, she oh, must have God. just seen the Lego movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, little Lego men. Isn't it amazing? You know, we have the most amazing Lego men driving our Tomahawk missiles. Very, very powerful. We have the most tremendous Lego men driving our missiles. Are they also in charge of our armada of submarines? It's an armada. Very, very powerful. Are submarines more powerful than some of the destroyers? You would not believe it. Yeah, he's just stumbled on this information. Just I mean, really, somebody gave him like a World so 101 is. book. Yeah. yeah he's like, hey, bit of information. Here's one of the things we have. We have submarines. <laughs> amazing, amazing submarines. This I can tell you. That's the best part. He's like, this part I can share. Like, <laughs> this I can tell you. Just they have a stack of like, like confidential, classified, <laughs> okay to tell people. <laughs> so this is the main clip. This is the one that everyone's Ooh. talking about because he got into uh, his meeting in Mar-a-Lago with President Xi of China, <laughs> and then which, by the way, I've been saying President Z all this time, and it's evidently President Xi. Okay. So yeah. So correction. Uh, so. This is the clip where he's talking about President Xi and and chocolate cake, <laughs> uh, the the quality of the Mar-a-Lago chocolate cake, and then how he's firing off missiles. And well, here we go. With the president of China, you're launching these military strikes. Uh, was that planned? How did that come about? That it's happening right then? Because right there, you're saying a reminder. Here's who this. How did that come about? That you planned it right then. Yeah, that that was staged beautifully. Yes. Walk walk me through it. <laughs> walk us through this colossal F up in terms of where you are personally when you decided to. You're in Florida in a completely non-secured location. Yeah. <laughs> Every bus boy has a listening device attached to his lapel. And an Instagram account. Like, here's the president. <laughs> A Snapchat of the president launching we, missiles. We designed it perfectly. We'd be in Florida in the most <laughs> unsecure location in the country. You know, spies don't have $200,000 to spend on the Mar-a-Lago membership. That's how we keep them out. Unbelievable. <laughs> and this is just, we're just getting started. Superpower in the world is. You have no idea how many people want to hear the answer to this. I have had, I have watched speculation for three days now on what that was like. I have been sitting around with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Relentlessly he, tugging the taffy. He truly believes he's on a reality television show. <laughs> no. He doesn't never... believe it's real. He thinks this is a, you have no idea. People want to know how this was produced and staged. <laughs> Let me explain to you all of the work that went into setting up the perfect stage for this <laughs> missile attack against Iraq. You mean Syria? Yes, Syria. <laughs> Everyone's been asking me how it went down. What did you eat? What did you have? Did you cross your legs? Did you hold hands with President <laughs> Xi? 
Good Lord, did you have fortune cookies? Mm. <laughs> did Melania make it through dinner, or did she have a piece yes. of lettuce and then she was full? Spent a lot of time talking about China. All right, let's continue with this. Yeah. When did you well, tell us? But I'll tell you. Before dessert? But I will tell you. <laughs> Only because you've treated me so good for so long, <laughs> I have to yeah. tell you, right? That's right, that's right there, a little peek into <laughs> Trump psychology, right? No, but, I like the Maria. <laughs> oh, I know. But at the same time, he's like, you know, again, it's revealing of the fact that he is only friendly and revealing to people who he thinks likes him. I know you can kiss butt. I just didn't realize you could do an interview from inside somebody's butt. <laughs> and lots of wires inside your butt here, too, by the way. Lots she of wires. so far up there. It's amazing. I was sitting at the table. We had finished dinner. We're now having dessert. And we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. Chocolate and cake. We had chocolate cake and grapefruit juice. You know who eats chocolate cake? Like your 95-year-old grandfather and your 5-year-old. Like nobody eats chocolate cake anymore. I know. Just, <laughs> I, come I mean, on. I personally love it, but it's like, it's one of those things where why is he really revealing this detail? I, I've heard uh, some some commentary going around about the fact that pathological liars tend to insert little like ridiculous non sequitur details into their lies to make it sound more legitimate. Like, so we were sitting there and we were talking about how tremendous my hair is, how tremendous Trump steaks are, chocolate cake, chocolate cake piled as high as the eye can see. The world's greatest chocolate. It was so chocolatey. I had an iced tea with Splenda, not sweet and low. I mean, I- I stole a couple of sweet and lows, put them in my bag. Oh, the chocolate, and of course, when I think of chocolate cake, whenever I hear some rat bastard talking about chocolate cake, I, I immediately flash to Bill Cosby's old bit where he's talking about having chocolate cake for breakfast. And I just, that the jingle pops into my head. Dad is great. <laughs> Give us a chocolate cake. Trump, Trump is great. Give us. I mean, look, no knock on a good chocolate cake, but when was the last time you went to a nice restaurant and it just said chocolate (laughs) cake? Chocolate cake. It would be deconstructed chocolate cake is what it would be Yeah, I mean, there would be something like, you know, what is this this gelato you're serving? You know, the the tiramisu. I don't know. Just just bring me a chocolate cake. (laughs) He starts singing to President. I started singing him the song, Trump is great. (laughs) Give us a chocolate cake. Here, have some grapefruit juice with your chocolate cake. It's delicious. It's the very, very best grapefruit juice from, from Florida, from Mar-a-Lago grapefruits. <laughs> You're serving the president of China chocolate cake. Jesus. President Xi was enjoying it. I and I was that. given the <laughs> message from the generals that the ships are locked and loaded. What do you do? And we made a determination to do it. So the missiles were on the way. And I said, Mr. President... <laughs> Let me explain something to you. This is during dessert. I'm sure, you know, world leaders love that being said to them. Hey, l- let me explain something to you, you dumb, stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, so he's sitting, let me, let, me, let me figure this out for a minute. Hold on, hold on. So he's sitting at dinner, right? He's got yep. the president of China on one side. Right. The generals come in. They whisper <laughs> over his shoulder. The missile. Everything's locked and loaded. What do you do? Excuse and me. I, I know you're enjoying your chocolate cake. I have to talk to the generals. They're all here. Every single general. They're totally t- secure. While he's sitting at the table eating his chocolate cake, then got- they leave. He makes a big decision. They leave. Then he leans over to the president next to him and says, "Let me explain something to you." <laughs> I know I'm a rank amateur and I've got ridiculous looking hair and I really shouldn't be here. But let me explain something to you, you doofus. 
It doesn't even make sense. Like the staging doesn't even make sense. If you were putting on a play, they'd be like, yeah, he's got to get up from the table and go to a secure location. The generals wouldn't come to the table at Mar-a-Lago and tell you that they were ready to pull the trigger on a mission. It doesn't happen that way. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, here's what's so, I mean, just bringing this back to context, the reason why this is so insane, one of the many reasons why this is so insane is because as he's doing this, there's an armada, and he says. There's another clip where he's talking about the armada headed toward North Korea. I mean, we're just we're at the brink of war with North Korea. And he's like, ah, chocolate cake and presents, <laughs> and all these generals. They're coming up and talking to me. He has no sense of the gravity of no. the things that he does. He just thinks this is fun and games, and that's I think the problem overall with the White House. Not to get off too far on a tangent, but I think they entered the White House. The, the whole Trump team, whether it was Steve Bannon or Stephen. Miller, Reince Priebus, I think they all had this idea that how hard could it be? Yeah, you know, how, exactly. I mean, how difficult could this job be? That's why they think State Department only needs a Secretary of State and nobody else, evidently. Well, I the mean, Secretary of State just takes the notes and then passes them along, yeah. right? I mean, that's what the secretaries do. <laughs> that's right. Why do, we need a, why do we need a State Department? Who needs diplomacy? <laughs> my, my, my Trump voice, by the way, is just becoming old man voice. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It's the same thing. He's losing it. I mean, he said yesterday (laughs) during that press conference, we're going to tell them if they can't help us, we're going it alone. And going it alone means going with other people. That's right. That was an actual quote. Yeah, he's losing it. He's actually senile in the same sentence. Well, I've got to, I mean, you want to talk about a complete contradiction. Wait till I get to the clip about Syria. Holy hell. All right, let's go. Let's finish this one up here first. We've just fired 59 missiles. All of which hit, by the way, unbelievable from, you know, hundreds of miles away, all of which hit. You know, that's the other amazing thing about Trump. We've been talking about this a while is that he is amazed by things that he shouldn't be amazed by. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been well known for Jackie, what, like a couple of decades that we have this technology that allows us to fire missiles from miles away and hit targets. With relative accuracy, I mean, this is not news. This is not breaking news. But he's like, oh, it's amazing. We have these ships. They float on water, and they don't require sails. When people say, hey, look, <laughs> this armada is sailing towards Syria, there are no sails. I don't see any sails. It's amazing. Yeah, he he is uh, living in some sort of decade that doesn't have modern technology. Because yeah. if you listen to any of the any of the run up commentary to this actual launch, all they kept talking about was the accuracy. Of these missiles. And it doesn't even require advanced technology. I mean, remember the last time you were on, on the show, we talked about how Trump is amazed by the telephones in the White House. You're like, oh my God, you press buttons and you can talk to someone on the other end of the line. It's amazing, amazing technology. Well, in this in this interview itself, he <laughs> talked about how there weren't as many wires in the room. As I know. We're going to get to that in a second. Oh my God. Amazing. Unmanned. Brilliant. It's so incredible. Oh, it's that pretty... was it. That was the thing. Unmanned. That, oh, unmanned. unmanned. <laughs> this is amazing. It's unmanned. The missiles are unmanned. Unbelievable from you know, hundreds of miles away, all of which hit amazing. Unmanned. Brilliant. It's so incredible. It's brilliant. And that's just unmanned. Did she say brilliant. brilliant? Yes, she said brilliant. It is brilliant that the Tomahawk missiles, the cruise missiles, don't have pilots this time. <laughs> it's so amazing. We, you know, they're on uh, Fox Business Channel later. It's the most amazing thing. Uh, President Trump said that we now have Tomahawk missiles that fly without pilots. 
I'm 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 so baffled when I see something mm-hmm. like I mean she's Christ. been in this business for a long time like I, <laughs> I mean they probably oh. still think have you ever seen the diagram of what they thought a sperm was back in the day like oh, you know the little no. the little drawing of the it was like they used to think that there was a little man inside a, <laughs> a sperm and they there are actually actual drawings in old medical books and old medical texts of the little guy, and it's like a little person that's curled up inside the head of the sperm. And so no. I, yes, absolutely. I think I think it's called a homunculus or something like that. Oh, come on. I'm not making that up, but it's like, I'm thinking that they believe that like little homunculuses, like little, <laughs> the little guys, I'm imagining that they think it's like a little person living there. But the, the Lego man is probably the best explanation <laughs> inside the missiles. Look, I, I, you know, my, my boyfriend's got three kids. I see a lot of animated movies these days. And if you saw the Lego Batman movie, I, that's the image I have, right? Of like the little Lego man getting inside of the, the plane. And yeah. Oh, God. Just nitwits. Nitwits. It is, it's a brilliant thing that the uh, missiles But they have an audience, right? I mean, they're speaking to people who think that they're geniuses. Yes. And of course, they're all going, oh, God. Yeah, of course. This is amazing that uh, the president's able to come up with these missiles that don't have pilots bravo you know every what? day he discovers something new like Has- how to tie his shoes <laughs> hashtag maga that's right <laughs> exactly right making america great again with those unmanned missiles oh jesus all right genius our technology our equipment is better than anybody by a factor of five i mean what we have in terms of technology. That's a made-up number. Yeah, yeah, by a factor of five. Totally. You know why? Because words have no meaning for Do Donald you do Trump math anymore. now, sir? I, how would he know? He has no idea what the capabilities are of other countries. And by a factor of five? I know. And he almost short circuits here, too, because he's talking about how amazing our technology is, our military technology, and our personnel. And then he's got to catch himself because, like, oh, wait, one of my things is I think the military is depleted. There's no more military. It's just, uh, Obama depleted it. Believe yeah. me. Finish so it, it's, it's like it's completely conflicted between saying we're amazing and we're awful at the same yeah. time. No, <laughs> he goes right can. there. Yeah, he totally does. Even come close to competing. Now we're going to start getting it because, you know, the military has been cut back and depleted so badly by the past administration. And so you can hear the record rip, you know, the needle going across the record there. He's like, oh, wait, I'm being too effusive about the military. I'm supposed to say it's depleted. We're going to start getting it? Uh, we're going to start getting it. I don't know what any of that means. I mean, again, he just doesn't have any sense in terms of what what words mean. Yeah. He just says, we have the greatest military in the world by a factor of five. We're going to start getting it. Trump stakes are the world's greatest stakes, <laughs> and I mean that in every sense of the word. Oh Chocolate cake. God. Chocolate <laughs> cake. <laughs> Harry's is the greatest razors ever. This I can tell you. Believe me. By a factor of five, Bob. By a factor of five. Actually, it's true. Harry's razors are pretty awesome. The problem is that I have not opened up my Harry's Razors uh, information here, so I have nothing to go. <laughs> well, we can talk about how difficult it is to shave with a bad razor. That's exactly true. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I was going to talk about. What I if wanna, it's an unmanned razor? I want to talk. Yes, an unmanned razor. Make sure you have a pilot on your razor because <laughs> what well, we do have this new technology where we have unmanned razors. Uh, the thing with uh, with Harry's razors is. I think more people need to be buying Harry's razors for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is I'm getting tired of seeing the giant Civil War beards. 
have you, have you yes. seen? Yes. Have yes. you seen these things? I mean, it, yes, they hide food. Uh, yeah, they they hide they they hide small pilots, chocolate cake. <laughs> it's, it's all in there. That's right. Well, the the problem is that I, I'm seeing it now in baseball, and, and I don't. You know, I'm not a big Ooh. baseball fan, but I watch occasionally. I'll catch uh, you know some uh, some highlights or something here and there at the gym or wherever, and I'm looking up and I'm like. Why do all the baseball players now look like they're Civil War soldiers? Why are they looking like Civil War reenactors? I'm not a fan. I mean, I, maybe I'll start some sort of, you know, war on Twitter over this, but I'm not a big fan of the big, bushy Civil War beard. It just doesn't, it's not sexy to me. Yeah, but. me neither. And then you get food <laughs> caught in there, and they probably yeah. smell like patchouli or whatever the hell millennials mm. smell like. I have no idea what <laughs> The, the, the thing, though, though, is maybe they're growing these long beards because they don't have really good razors. And then what they need to do oh. is sign up at harrys.com for a, a, a smooth, clean shave from a blade that glides like butter. Comes right to your door at half the cost of the big name brands. That's what they need. That's what I personally love about shaving with products from Harry's, from the hefty balanced handle that fits your hand to the precision engineered five blade cartridges that come with a lubricating strip, a trimmer blade, I love the trimmer blade, and a travel cover to Harry's rich lathering shave gel. Uh, Do you think it would work well on men who shave their heads? Uh, probably. I think that's really good. Your boyfriend shaves his head, doesn't he? He does. I'm a big fan of a shaved head. Uh, yeah. well, t- Harry's, <laughs> Harry's.com right now. And that's not a euphemism. That's like a thing. <laughs> Go to Harry's.com right now. Try their new shave set free of charge. You just pay the shipping. Sign up at Harry's.com slash B-A-N-D-C. And because you're a loyal listener to this podcast, Harry's will even throw in a free post-shave bomb. But all of you log on to Harry's.com slash B-A-N-D-C. Again, that's Harrys.com slash B A N D C. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, welcome back to today's show. Thank you for joining us. Really, really, really appreciate it. Okay, uh, yeah, I managed to grab my Harry's uh, commercial copy there at some point. Are we officially off the rails? Like, it, what's the fastest you've gone off the rails on one of these shows? Uh, like immediately. Oh, okay. Shows always go way, way off the rails. <laughs> That's just the nature of how things work around here. Uh, so we were talking about Donald Trump yes. and this uh, horrendous uh, Fox Business Channel interview with Maria Bartiromo. Nia Numb is the name, I guess, of the character from Return of the Jedi that she looks oh, like. Oh, I don't know. It's like Reince Priebus or something. There's some crazy George Lucas name. I'm uh, have to look it up now. So here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> N-I-E-N, and then the second word is N-U-N-B. N-U-N-B. So the second name is like Numb, Nia but numb. With, with two N's in there. All right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> just like Now I can sleep at night. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. Of course, <laughs> we're, we're evaluating Chez's joke posthumously. Uh, uh, no, it's good. But here's Anytime a- we can work him into the conversation, I'm happy to do it. One of the most horrendous things in this Fox Business Channel interview with Maria Bartiromo was when Donald Trump said these words. We're not going into Syria. We're not going into Syria, he said. We're not going into Syria. Later on in the interview, he said, are we getting involved in Syria? No. He said it kind of like that. I'm not, I'm not making that up. He actually said, no. This is like when he talked about Russia not going into... Uh, uh, Crimea. Crimea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not going to do it. They've already done it. Here's the problem. Uh-oh. Of course, the problem is, is that he's lying. Always. Yes. Always, yes. always, always. The thing is, we're already, in, we're already in Syria. Yes. 
The reality is the U.S. has already had a military presence in Syria since early 2016 to train and advise Kurdish and Arab rebel forces fighting ISIS in northern and eastern Syria. The number of these mostly special operations forces in Syria has grown to 500 by early this year. Hundreds more Marines arrived in Syria in early March to provide artillery support to U.S.-backed Syrian rebels, preparing to retake Raqqa, ISIS's de facto capital in, uh, or is it Raqqa, uh, ISIS's de facto capital in Syria. Days earlier, a contingent of army rangers arrived in uh, Manj, uh, what is it, Manbij, Manbij? Mm. Yeah. Oh, too many names, too many names in Syria, too many names in Russia that I just can't pronounce. Uh, to essentially act as a viable presence to prevent the Turkish uh, military and Kurdish forces from fighting each other in the city retaken from ISIS months ago, the official said. Additionally, the U.S. has conducted over 7,800 airstrikes in Syria as of March 28, according to the Department of Defense. I I have this fear. I have this fear with the Trump presidency of becoming a a rabid conspiracy theorist, right? Because I, I, I don't buy any of it. I don't believe anything he says. He has such a track record of lying that to me, there's always something behind it. And I'm afraid. I don't want to be one of those crazy people that thinks that there's a conspiracy behind everything. But, yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I'll put that caveat in there, that it just seems awfully suspicious to me that they talk to the Russians before they do this strike in Syria, right? right. They tell them they're going to do it. Then they do it, and then Syria's like, yeah, we're fine. Like, they don't bomb the runways, claiming that you just don't bomb runways. Yep. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, there's just not that much dance. Like, it all seems very staged and very, um, it's just very suspicious. It's like, how do we divert attention away from this Russia-Trump connection? Let's make it look like there's a rift now. Yep. And it just, something doesn't feel legit or honest about any of it, especially since Trump has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. So it's not like this was some intense military strategy that was formulated over time with any sort of gravitas or consideration. No. It feels like, how do we stage a publicity stunt the same way you might in reality television to make it seem like there's some rift? between Russia and the United States. Then you send Rex Tillerson over there to have a meeting with Russia, but he ditches his press pool and he doesn't mention any of the stuff that you think he might mention if he were on the side of the United States, like the whole meddling in our election thing. Yeah, no, failed to mention that whatsoever. And then also uh, failed to defend, uh, I think it was Andrea Mitchell who was being... Uh, ridiculed by Lavrov during one of those meetings in Moscow where I think Andrea Mitchell was trying to get a question in about mm-hmm. uh, and then in this this one Russian official was like where was you raised where is your manners little woman and 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 of course Rex Tillerson sitting across the table from this just puts his reading glasses on and, and grins and goes back to what he was doing. You know why? Because Rex Tillerson is a worthless sack of human meat. I mean, he's oh, just yeah. completely, completely worthless. He and, didn't want the job. His wife talked him into it. He has no idea what he was getting himself into. It sounded good on paper. Now you you know he wishes he were back in that Golden Tower office at Exxon. Like oh, he yeah. wants no business running around the, the world talking to people about things he knows nothing about. I mean, well, the thing is, is, I mean, it's the reason he was hired is because Trump likes his name. I mean, that's yeah, central casting. central casting, central casting, central casting. I like Rex Tillerson has a nice ring to it. It's like chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> 
I sent Bob and I sent you a note yesterday when I was listening to his uh, his was it this conversation with Maria and uh, I don't even know what it was it did the fluff review with Maria where he <laughs> talked about how Neil Gorsuch was right out of central casting oh and yeah. you were saying to me I think he did the same thing with Mattis it's he's hiring people he thinks look the part yeah exactly because he thinks there's nothing to this that's what he that's a massive mistake he went into the presidency on one hand he was terrified I think he was legitimately afraid as he after he got elected like oh crap this is this is for real now I'm not do you think he was self-aware enough to be afraid I th- I, th- I think he was intimidated by what's to come I think he at least is savvy enough to understand that he's way out of his depth to a certain extent but he's not going to reveal that publicly because he's uh, he's the consummate pitch man he's always right. coming up with oh, it's the very very greatest I am absolutely rock solid when it comes to this no fear he's not that's that's what he's all about he's, he's about putting on that facade so he's not going to reveal anything about his his sheer terror at facing the presidency but I also think that um, once that subsided and I think it subsided relatively quickly after that he's like how hard could it be really really so many people have done it so many people and 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 then he gets in in there and and thinks that well all we got to do is uh, make appearances sign executive orders how you know it's it's simple it's as easy as that I just I sign my thing hold up hold up the executive order wave it around to everybody and then I go watch TV well, he can't even do that right because he walked out on signing an executive order a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> right. so. oh, God, yeah. But I think it's a, it's a classic symptom of narcissism, too, is yeah. you believe that you're better than everybody else and you can do things that other people can't do. So if, if other people can be president, why can't I be president? Never mind that I'm not qualified. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm totally you know, in over my head when it comes to any kind of government information and function. But I think that's part of the narcissistic personality is believing mm-hmm. that you're better than everybody else and that even even though you don't have the experience or expertise, you can pull it off. Right. And bringing this back full circle, the reason is that uh, this is probably a good explanation for why they don't have a Syria policy. There is no American foreign policy when it comes to Syria, at least coming from the White House. Now, there might still be some holdovers at DOD or at the mm-hmm. State Department, if there is anybody at State Department left. I just imagined a bunch of empty cubicles. like right. after Hello? Some- Hello? <laughs> just wires Hello? hanging on the wall. Uh, and, and so... and. So, so this is this has precipitated a very difficult situation where we're taking action in a country where we don't have a, a foreign policy to, to, as a as sort of a guideline for how we should proceed with them. We're just randomly doing crap, and that mm-hmm. is not a foreign policy. Everyone was, was so uh, anxious to label this as somehow the Trump doctrine. There mm-hmm. is no policy. How could there ab- how could there be a doctrine if there's just no policy there first? You have to have a policy. Before before you have a doctrine. It's, well, if there was the any policy, go. it was stay the hell out. I mean, if you yeah. look back, I don't understand how we went from Congress not wanting to give President Obama the authority to intervene mm-hmm. to Trump unilaterally launching missiles. I don't yeah. I don't get how you get there. Plus, Trump's numerous tweets about how President Obama shouldn't get into Syria. And now all of a sudden, he's blaming the Obama administration for not getting into Syria. I mean, Obama tried to do it the right way, and he yeah. was rebuffed. Now Trump just says, screw it, I'm going to go by myself, and everybody's applauding. I don't. None of that makes any sense. And because he saw one... I mean, what happened in Syria was disgusting, but it's not the first time it's happened. No, nothing happened in Syria, Jackie, because we're not in Syria. We're not going no, into Syria. Go. We're not. We're not going into Syria. No. Such, it's such 
BS. The guy is is flagrantly lying because we know there are hundreds and hundreds of troops in Syria right now. And what mm-hmm. he said during that interview did a great disservice to uh, to those people and, of course, their families. My husband or wife is not in Syria. Good to know. <laughs> no, Jesus. So uh, here's what I want to do. I want to take a uh, another break, and when we come back, we're going to get into this uh, this other clip about the armada steaming to north korea <laughs> which is just also also highly terrifying you know what i hear this stuff and it just it used to be fun and now it's just kind of terrifying so i'm i'm doing my bob, best to, bob, to keep bob, it fun do you need some soothing cake i do i need some chocolate cake Oh, God, bring it to me now. All right, uh, another break. Back with more show after this. Hello, it's Bob to tell you about our Patreon page. You might be asking yourself, what the hell is a Patreon page? It's a website where you can help support our podcast by donating money to the show. You can sign up for $1, $5, $10, or $15 per month. Or if you're filthy rich, you can sign up for more. In exchange, we'll bring you exclusive Patreon-only content like our post-mortem shows, memberships to the after party, and commercial-free, unbleached versions of our free show. And if we reach our crowdfunding goal, we'll bring you new shows every weekday. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. Shove Bob Seska into your pants and haul him around with you wherever you go. F you. Subscribe to the Bob Seska Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Second half of today's show is brought to you by the bobseska.com Amazon link. If you want to go shopping at Amazon.com, just do just go to BobSuska.com. Here's all you need to do. You go to BobSuska.com. Just beneath the logo, you'll see a big, big link that says uh, Amazon link. I don't know how you can possibly miss it. It's also in all capital letters and, and in case you're just, you just know, like you can't see the little teeny tiny writing. Uh, you click that link and it takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. It's exactly the same. Nothing changes except that everything you buy at Amazon.com it, through that link we get a small commission from that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you're a small business, make sure to source all of your materials through our Amazon link as well. Okay, so moving along here, we have this other uh, we have this other clip from this interview with Maria Bartiromo. Just again, the reason I'm highlighting this is just to emphasize the fact that he is not improving. He is not more presidential. He has not pivoted to anything. He is the same doofus who now is emboldened because people were praising him when he bombed crap (laughs) i mean that's what's really i mean it's terrifying jackie because uh what we're looking at here is a guy who just last week uh fired 59 missiles unmanned by the way unmanned uh at syria and everyone said, oh, look at him. He's so presidential. Fareed Zakaria is literally like... That ma- drove me insane. Yeah. I mean, just like masturbating over this. And 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 one case after another, mostly in cable news, praising Donald Trump for being presidential. And this is what it's all about. And his presidency started today and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What they have effectively done... What the news media has done now is to encourage a guy who gets all of his information and all of his praise from television to, to do it more often. Like, this is, uh, this is the presidential thing to do? Okay, well, what about North Korea? Well, let's get an armada. 
Oh my God, it's horrible. He lost the opportunity to be presidential the minute he bragged about grabbing women's genitals oh, without yeah. their permission. Yeah. I mean, that, that you can't then turn around and say, well, now he's presidential. This is not a man, this is a 70-year-old man who spent 70 years being not presidential. And I mean that in in, in any sense of decency or gentlemanness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, I don't even know if that's a word, but he's, he's <laughs> there, whatever it is, it, he's not. I, I you know, there, this is not a man who has any sense of like dignity or or respect no. or commands any sort of um i mean there's there's no there's no higher sense to him at all and so to turn around and say because he bombed some stuff he's now or he gave that speech remember he, he stood up and gave that speech and van jones said oh he became president like who are these people that all of a sudden it's like i'm gonna forgive everything he's done up until now and because he dropped a few bombs over chocolate cake at dinner at mar-a-lago <laughs> not an ad for mar-a-lago or it's chocolate cake right. he's now presidential oh yeah absolutely and you know i think it was uh even before the grabbing thing that he stopped being presidential i don't think he first of all i don't think trump was ever presidential no always been a cartoon character always been a reality show tabloid headline etc but to me the real thing the thing that should have ended his candidacy right then and right there was this uh i don't know what i said uh i don't remember that when he did that with serge kovaleski yes uh, when he made fun of him yes yes Holy hell. We had at that point we had never seen anything like that before. Never in the history of presidential politics have I ever seen or has anyone ever recorded the idea or the image of a president uh, or a candidate for president mocking a disabled person. With the f- well, the standards have gotten so low. I mean, I remember when George Allen cam- Allen's campaign was sunk when he called that person Makaka. Remember he used oh, the, yeah, yeah. the, the slur? Yeah. Right, and that ended his campaign. I yep. mean, the, the stuff that has been campaign enders in the past is nothing compared – I mean, not that I should – should diminish that in any way, but in, compared to what Trump pulled this election cycle, the name calling, the mocking, the inciting of violence, the degradation of women, yep. the, I mean, all of it is, is there's no way you come back from that. There's no, there's no presidential move that mm. erases all of that behavior. So to turn around and say that he read off a teleprompter without peeing himself or that <laughs> Yeah. He, he he took the advice of some generals over dinner, whispered in his ear while he was vacationing for the seventh time. Yeah. Or sixth time, whenever it was. I guess it's seven this weekend. Um, that somehow he's now, pre- in that moment, he became, <clears throat> excuse me, presidential is, is ridiculous. And I wish people would stop saying it. Because yeah, it's, because it's encouraging him. It's, it's, it's telling makes, him that. Yeah, the, the, no the bad, yeah, he's telling he's being he's hearing that bad behavior is presidential, basically. Yeah. That's that's what his, his takeaway probably is. Uh, you know, in this interview, he also said uh, he was also talking about the uh, the ridiculous claim that uh, Obama wiretapped him. Which oh, can't God. we just? I mean, for God's sake! I mean, really, this has gone so far <laughs> beyond the point of being ridiculous. But here he says he's talking about wiretapping, and he's obsessed with the the word wiretaps. He's trying to. Uh, to deconstruct the word wiretaps to mean something else. But no one has ever thought that literally the idea was Obama went there with little, uh, you know, little wire clippers and was like uh, dressed up like a uh, constru- <laughs> construction worker at the top of the telephone pole outside of Trump Tower, like tapping into the wires. No one was thinking that. No. So let's just get that off the table. No one thought that that is literally what happens. Everyone who knows, or at least has a vague sense of how surveillance occurs in the modern era, knows that 
information and sound and and whatever metadata all of that is collected through servers and through ISPs and uh, and centralized locations where you can monitor all these things in bulk. You don't have to go and and dress you know dress all in a, some sort of weird like village people garb and you're up on the the telephone pole like they, they do in old spy movies. That doesn't happen anymore. Or if if it does, it happens in rare circumstances. But that's the idea that Trump is trying to. Uh, but su- you don't think he believes? I I think he believes that. Like I think yeah. he lives back in the 50s and he thinks that how it was done in black and white yeah. movies is how it's still done today. Like, That's I, exactly right. Yeah. I truly believe he lives in that bubble. So he said he said to Maria Bartiromo, he said, we're talking about surveillance. It was wiretapped in quotes, he said. The New York Times said the word wiretapped in the headline of the first edition. Then they took it out of there fast when they realized. But I put wiretapped in quotes, meaning because, look, wiretapping is an old-fashioned, and then there's a bunch of crosstalk, and then he says, there are two many wires anymore right mm-hmm. what is that there are too many wires anymore right i don't know if that means there are 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 too many or if he's being sarcastic and then there aren't any wires because so many things are wireless now i don't know what the hell he's talking about I don't know what, what's grandpa saying here and then he continues on and says you don't have a lot of wires first he says there are too many wires and then he said you don't have a lot of wires look at this room this room used to have a lot of wires. Now it doesn't have so many wires. The internet is a series of tubes. <laughs> it's a series of tubes. Holy hell. I'm surprised he didn't go full, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Ted Stevens. Ted Stevens, that's right. Yeah, it's a series it's, of tubes. It's a series of tubes. Oh, it's not a big, it's not like a dump truck. You don't, you don't just <laughs> dump, dump things on like a dump truck. I'm gonna have oh to go God. YouTube that that uh, auto tune remix of the oh, series of tubes. Series of tubes that brings me back to political blogosphere 1.0, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> Holy back hell. in the day when you and I first met, back that, in the day. That's exactly right. So here's uh, here's Trump talking about the Armada steaming to North Korea. What are we doing right now in terms of North Korea? You never know, do you? You never know. That's all you're going to say. You know, I don't talk about the military. I'm not like Obama, where they talk about in four months we're raiding, we're going to hit Mosul. And in the meantime, they get ready and like you never saw. Look, they're still fighting. Mosul was supposed to last for a week, and now they've been fighting it for many months, and so many more people died. I don't want to talk about it. We are sending an armada. (laughs) Very powerful. We're sending a phalanx. I oh got, my God. I'm sending a battle lion. Uh, Mr. President, that's battalion. I say battle lion. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I don't want to talk about it because he doesn't have a plan. Yeah. There is no plan. He just gets off on saying <laughs> things like armada. Like sending armada with submarines and ships. We have submarines. Very powerful. Far more powerful than the aircraft carrier that I can... <laughs> That I can tell you. Holy the yeah. aircraft carrier and a submarine are two completely different vessels. Stephanie Miller and Jim Ward yesterday hitting this particular clip. Uh, Jim Ward, I mean, I nearly snarfed my coffee listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, I think it was Tuesday morning. Jim Ward goes, and the submarines go underwater. It's amazing. <laughs> so, they're unmanned. They're unmanned. These people, little tiny people inside the submarine. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing technology. Amazing. No. Number one in the world, except we're depleted. By a factor of five. By a factor of five. Heavily depleted submarines, (laughs) but they're very, very powerful. That I can tell you. 
I love how it's like that part I can tell you. Well, you, you could get that by reading a book from time to I time. I think when he says that, I can tell you, that's like him saying, believe me. It's like it's either a tell that he's lying and it's, or it's just a, it's a phrase that he throws in just so he can think of his next thought. It's like, it's no, more- I think it's him sitting at the little chair in grade school with him saying, okay, now this part you can share. <laughs> Sir, this part is class. Classified. No, you cannot tell anybody. No, you cannot tell people this part, sir. Sir, pay attention. No, you can. It's not time for cake. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what he's basically doing now is he's calling Kim Jong Un's bluff. Mm-hmm. He, he thinks that this oh, two is, crazy people going at it. This will end well. Two crazy unhinged people, and in fact, Maria Bartiromo goes on to ask Trump if he thinks that Kim Jong Un is playing with a full deck. This guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's marveling at the fact that we've got pow- very, very powerful submarines. And we could be in a nuclear war. I mean, you know, yeah. there was a time, I think it was even before the election, that I was predicting if Donald Trump, got, Donald Trump got elected, we would end up seeing some sort of mushroom cloud. We would end up seeing some sort of nuclear detonation, whether it was a missile or a, a test or whether it was an actual attack somewhere. Um and and the more this sort of thing happens, the more I'm thinking, boy, that prediction was kind of accurate. I mean, I, I, I thought it was way out there. I thought I was really, really going out on a limb. But now that we're seeing what's going on between Trump and, and North Korea, uh, it's we're getting dangerously close. And and I don't know what the technology is with North Korea's uh, or the, the missile technology in North Korea. I don't know if they can actually hit the U.S. mainland, but they've threatened to hit the U.S. mainland. Yeah, well, it, this is not something where it's all of a sudden going to happen overnight, right? This is a right. slow march towards the problem. Yeah. And I think everybody thinks somebody else is going to intervene. But who's the person that stops this from happening? I mean, where right. where are the people that – I mean, it, it, I, don't, I don't know what the mechani- mechanism is that's in place to stop the madness. But Trump has no idea what he's doing. He's bragging about military force. He's going up against a madman. He thinks that China can help. And then there was an article out today where he says, well, you know, it's more complicated. It's like, hell, you know, it's more, nobody knew how complicated it could be. Like, you know, <laughs> President Xi yeah. had to explain to him that this is more complicated than China just stepping in and telling North Korea to knock it off. And Trump's like, oh, really? I mean, it's, he, he's so in over his head that yeah. he's going he's gonna to get all of us in trouble. And we're waiting to, for some level-headed person to step in and stop him and i don't i don't know who that is i don't i don't know where where it stops yeah it's terrifying because he's thinking this is like presidenting 101 like yeah. uh, i'm learning as i go no yeah. it's you know what you learn a little bit around the periphery but you don't you don't learn basic things about diplomacy while you're sitting with the president of china evidently yeah. uh, ramming cake down his gullet yeah, he's just, got to explain to you how this works, oh and that's a, so embarrassing. I really, I want to, I mean, I'm humiliated. Like, I want to say to the rest of the world, do us a favor. Ignore most of what he says, yeah. and we'll get back to an adult in like four years. Just ignore him, please. <laughs> yeah, please do. All right, well, one last break, and we'll wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. 
Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to today's show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's our Thursday show. We're here with Jackie Schechner. Um, I took the break to Google images of Nyan Yum. <laughs> Does, don't you? You can see the resemblance, can't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's it's there. <laughs> Good old Chez. All right, so uh, so Trump is threatening to sabotage Obamacare. And uh, this is uh, this is not surprising at all. I think once the uh, American Health Care Act uh, died, I think this mm-hmm. has been the, the talk since then, is that what they're going to do is they're going to withhold payments to insurers in order to press the Democrats to, uh, to, to pass this legislation, to support this legislation. And, you know, there's a... Because uh, nothing says... Nothing says good healthcare like subsidizing insurance companies. Democrats really jump on board with that one. I mean, yeah. I know what the payments are. The payments are to try to keep the market stable. Right. But your selling point is, uh, you know, let's let's get on board with subsidizing private health insurance. It's not exactly like a progressive thing. So I, yeah, it'd be really hard to rally the Democratic base around that one. That that's not how you're going to do it. The other thing he did say in this interview, I don't I don't know if you uh, if you caught it was no, uh, it was buried in there where he wants to do infrastructure with healthcare because he thinks that's how he's going to get Democrats on board. Oh, he's, right. He's going to link that to He's going to link that. Yeah, so roads, oh bridges, God. and your ability to go see a doctor. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, his budget director, Mike Mulvaney, uh, is keeping the door open to Medicare privatization. Oh, God. <laughs> Office of Management and Budget Director Mike Mulvaney Previously, a House GOP or known for being Mick? a budget. Is it Mike or Mick? Mick? Oh, it's Mick. I was Mick saying M- uh, Mike. Yeah, no, it's Mick. Uh, Not that it matters, but I think it's Mick Mulvaney. He's known for being a budget hawk. Kept the door open for President Donald Trump approving some kind of overhaul of Medicare or Social Security. Referencing the proposal offloaded by uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan to privatize Medicare by transforming it into what's known as premium support, Mulvaney told uh, CNBC's John Harwood that his, quote, Guess is the House will do either that or something similar to that. Harwood brought up Trump's campaign pledge not to touch Medicare and asked whether he would veto it. Quote, that's not a really conducive way to sort of maintain a relationship between the executive and administrative branch. Mulvaney said, let them pass that and let's talk about it. It's by the way, it's the legislative branch. It's the executive and legislative branch, not the executive and administrative branch. Your director of office and of management and budget, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't know the the, The three branches of government. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? 
it's not about retaining some sort of cooperative effort with the legislative branch. If Trump is against privatizing Medicare, then he's against privatizing Medicare. Right. Well, what's this obsession with screwing poor people? Like, what is this obsession with trying to make it difficult for people to get access to health care? I mean, it's it's so evil and so cruel. And whatever they're trying to jockey in terms of a political win is so is so detrimental to just the well-being of the people of this country. And it's. I, I wish people did their homework. I mean, it's starting to show, I think, in these town halls where people are coming out and saying, don't take away my access to health care. But I wish yeah. people would really do their homework and understand what it is Republicans are continuing to propose. They're not making this bill better. They're not trying to make their proposal any better for the people it will allegedly serve. What they're trying to do is rally enough votes to jam it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Trump keeps saying the same thing. Like, I think we're going to bring premiums down. We're going to have a ba- big, beautiful, better plan nothing in that bill brings premiums down and nothing about that bill guarantees you're going to have any kind of health care or access to health care that's any better than what you have now Uh, in fact it'll be considerably worse so uh, none of it makes any sense other than just trying to jockey a political win Uh, and it's hurtful it's hurtful to the people of this country that's the bottom line and it all comes down to the idea of uh anything that takes away money from tax cuts has to go and that's one of the reasons why donald trump wants to do the health care thing first and then tax reform second because Mm -hmm. they need to have the the basis in terms of uh the budget before they move on to tax cuts they want to know how much savings they're going to get out of repealing obamacare first and then they want to move on to uh to tax reform so they can cut taxes based on the savings that they get from uh killing obamacare and that's what's really really nefarious about this whole group is they've sold themselves to regular people as being saviors and and convince those regular people to vote against their own economic best interests their own health care for god's sake especially the coal miners like we're 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 gonna stick you back inside those filthy holes and we're not gonna give you health care to cover it it's gonna be tremendous yeah, the, the the rest of your life. All, they did it on Saturday Night Live this week, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna put you back in the coal. Mine. I I'm gonna go with coal miners. If you could give them something better to do that paid better, that didn't put them in a dark hole for the That's entirety right. of their day, they would opt for that. Like, I I'm gonna say that if you give them an option that isn't mining coal and getting yeah. black long, that they they would they would say let's do that instead. Yeah. I'm I'm just guessing. I, I mean, don't know. sunlight is a is a nice thing. <laughs> it's so quaint to hear being them able talk. to breathe. I, you know, I mean, who am I to judge? But, you know, it's so quaint to hear Trump and, and the Republicans talk about how much uh, how important health care reform is to them when it's not important to them at all. They've never no. tried to they've never attempted health care reform until just now. And the only reason they're doing it now is not to reform the system and make it better because they haven't come up with any ideas that are an improvement. This is basically like, in fact, uh, John Oliver had a really mm-hmm. funny bit a couple of weeks ago where he's talking about uh how the American Healthcare Act, yeah, how that piece of <laughs> how that piece of legislation is uh, is basically just the Obamacare. That's what he's calling it. So this everyone knows the Republicans, the Democrats, they all know that this is the Obamacare. And uh, let's see, I, do I have the clip here? I think you know what. Believe it or not, I think I do have the clip, and it actually look at you being all prepared. It segues directly with Easter. Here's John Oliver. <laughs> Essentially, it seems people on both sides see the AHCA as just being shitty Obamacare. The way Old Navy is a shitty version of The Gap, and the way Easter, let's be honest, should really just be called 
Christmas. <laughs> Only one month till Christmas, everyone. What are you asking for? It had better be a basket full of beans, because that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, huh? Happy Easter. Does anybody ever eat the hollow chocolate bunny? Or does it just sit there until it's the last piece of candy and then somebody goes, I'm having a chocolate craving, let's eat the ears. Yeah, well, if it's, if it's chocolate, I'm right there, along with... Even if it's the hollow chocolate, really? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, me and, huh. Pre me and President Xi love our chocolate. <laughs> I don't know, I always thought the bunny was decorative. Like... <laughs> That's right. Well, no, I mean, it's. I would much prefer to have the solid chocolate bunny over right, the that's hollow what I'm chocolate bunny. Yeah. But the hollow chocolate bunny, that's still chocolate. Still no, no, chocolate. No, no. All right, <laughs> still, fair enough. Still good. Uh, meanwhile, Jeffrey Lord, one of your favorite people, I know, oh, Jackie. Oh, jeez. CNN analyst, uh, conservative Trump, Trumper analyst, uh, Jeffrey Lord said- uh, Can we just call him the Trump apologist? Trump apologist, that's right. He, Trump, he said Trump is the Martin Luther King of healthcare. He's the one who said that? That's, that's a real thing. CNN political commentator Simone Sanders issued a brutal takedown of fellow pundit Jeffrey Lord after he bizarrely called President Donald Trump, quote, the Martin Luther King of healthcare. I want to say something. Oh, that hurts me. That hurts my brain and my heart and every ounce of decency in my body. That hurts. He is such a troll. You know, I mean, you've been on these shows, Jackie. I've been on a couple of them. And it's just, it's... It's not the most conducive way to carry on a, a substantive no. debate. A lot of people are called in just to take a certain point. of Hey, can you come in and talk about X, Y, or Z? Oh, sure, I'll come in and say that. That's fine. And that's what they do. And that's how some of these guest spots are, are booked. And I get the sense here that Jeffrey Lord is just being an effing troll. I mean, he's just trolling here. And in fact, he says, I want to say something here that I know will probably drive Simone crazy. That phrase right there is, I'm about to troll everybody. He's not at all clever or self-aware either. I, I, you know, they had this whole uh, panel on about Sean Spicer and the comments he made about Hitler and the Holocaust. Yeah. And before they even had Jeffrey Lord speak, I put something out on Twitter saying that if he defends Sean Spicer, I'm going to throw something at my TV. Because I was just <laughs> waiting for him to make an apology for Spicer. And to his credit, he did not defend Spicer, although he did attempt to change the subject. Yeah. And then he responded on Twitter to my tweet saying, I saved your TV. Oh, my God. And yeah. I said, so good to know there's an actual line you won't cross. <laughs> and he missed it. And he wrote back, like, your TV safe, winky face. Like, he, he missed it entirely. Like, I took the piss out of him on every level. And he thought it was Funny and a compliment. Yeah, go figure. A Trump supporter is slow on the uptake. There's a there's a breaking news flash. <laughs> These people came out of nowhere, and all they want to do is defend him, no matter what he does. It's embarrassing for cable news. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, they just they don't know anything about anything. They don't know nope. anything about healthcare. So it's oh yeah, we're gonna troll you. We're gonna say some. We're gonna compare Donald Trump to Martin Luther King. Here's a tip, Republicans. Stay away from these topics. Do not do not mention the following topics. One, Hitler. Stay yes. away from Hitler. Two, Martin Luther King. Stay away from Martin Luther King. Don't don't try it. Don't try it. It never works. Also, three, rape. Do not yes. talk about rape, Republicans. You're no good at talking about rape. Every time you mention rape, you F things up for yourself. And then you end up having to do an apology tour. 
<sighs> okay, Jackie Schecker, thank you so much for joining us today oh, on the free show. So much fun. Thank you for having me. You're amazing, amazing, amazing. Where can people find you? Oh, besides my house, um, <laughs> at Jackie Schechner on Twitter, Jackie Schechner TV on Facebook, and JackieSchechner.com. All right, you're going to stick around for the postmortem show? Of course. Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Sign up now. $5 a month gets you two postmortem shows per week, plus uh, $10 a month gets you the after party, too, plus the two postmortem shows. Lots of great stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. We'll see you on the postmortem show. Bye bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. F you.